Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome, Welcome to the Attraction Podcast. Here are all things we discuss. Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 158 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEA and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Carly. And I'm Theron. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's been going on in our lives. And I would say we have been up to spooky things. Very spooky things, yes. Yeah, From so do you want to sc- Yeah, of course. <laughs> So, I mean, there's Horror Nights, there's Hallow Scream Orlando, um, there was the Haunted Road, and just Saturday, I got to go to Legoland Florida for all their fun trick-or-treat events, and it was so cute. I have been to Legoland many times, uh, but this is my first time really experiencing trick-or-treat, and the reason I have this booklet, there is so much happening there. It's, this is a 30-page book with maps that shows everything it's got the character times it's got do you want to go get candy and they set it up so nice like do you want to go get candy here's the exact time here is where you can find the character and then each individual land is even separated with its own map that shows you exactly where stuff is like legoland they did the most for this event it it was wild That is insane. I mean, I feel like that's more organized than even like Oogie Boogie Bash and some of the Disney events. And that's not even a booklet. That's a book. This is a full book. Yes. I mean, this thing is solid. (laughs) And it was the first time they did an overlay for their Dragon Castle roller coaster ride. And it's really well done. It wasn't like, it wasn't advertised. I didn't even know what was happening until we got there. But it was nice. They had like the disco stuff happening. And there was a, a short enough wait where, I mean, if you want to jump on it again and again, it was maybe five minutes to get in line, which was great, even you for the opening day. And that's mm-hmm. a great ride. Anyway, oh, so the overlay. So would you say yeah. it's definitely family friendly, but you still enjoyed it as a solo adult? Yes. I mean, it was all of us adults there covering it, but I mean, the kids were having a blast. I really, really love Miniland USA. And they yeah. even put an overlay for Miniland USA. They had hidden stuff all over the place. Probably the funniest one is we've got the White House and we've got Joe Biden down there, but then on the roof, we've got vampires attacking the White House and the Secret Service were fighting them off. Oh, that, so those so details fun. I love, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that makes Miniland so much fun is those little stories you can find. So that, that was really, really well done. What about the food? The food was good. There was a, we tried a couple different options. Um, the pumpkin spice shake was Ooh. probably my favorite. And then they had pork wings. So it was like piece of pork on a bone and it kind of ate like a wing. It was better than I had expected. So I, I, I really liked saw it. Someone post a photo of it. It was very like medieval times. Like you had yes, the very medieval times. bone with the meat on it. And I heard the pumpkin shake was awesome. So that's yeah, great. I, the pumpkin shake was good. I I'm kind of like, glad okay. they gave us a sample size because I would have had like five or six. Oh, ones, if not. Sure. <laughs> uh, Legoland is kind of killing it lately. And when we mm-hmm. get the new Pirates Voyage ride, I cannot wait. So we actually walked over there to see if we could see some of the yeah. construction. I'm working on an article and video for it today, but there is a full size pirate ship sunk in the water. Um, we went and got some photos and again, I'll be posting that soon, but it's like, cause we were like, Oh, let's see what we can see if there's anything. And we saw a little like Lego monkeys hiding in the bushes and we turned a corner and full ship looked like it's been hit by a cannonball is sinking into the water. Holy crap. I can't so, even imagine they have the space for that. I mean, cause that yeah. river is kind of pretty tight. It is. Yes. We, we're wondering how the boat is even going to get under some of those bridges, but we don't know. They're going to have to figure that out. But once you turn the corner, it's going to be a pretty big surprise for guests. 
That is really cool. Uh, well, I was also up to spooky stuff. I nice. went to the opening of Not Scary Farm, which is the OG haunt event for mm -hmm. anyone that, you know, we hear a lot about Universal Halloween Horror Nights on both coasts. Not Scary Farm is the one that started it all. So this is the 49th year and maybe they don't have as big of a budget as some of the other events, but the houses are top notch. They're all original stories, very creative, very well done. Uh, one of my favorite houses, you actually got a laser gun when you entered. And oh, you cool. Shoot the scare actors. It That's was, cool. Yes, it is wild. They pump in so much fog, and there's, I think, a thousand scare actors roaming. So, this Holy is definitely, I would say, like one of the scariest, or maybe even the scariest. I thought uh, Halloween Hard Nights Hollywood was pretty scary this year, but Knott's really, there's no safe space. Yeah, I, I've never been able to experience Knott's for that event, uh, but when I've ever we've edited the photos of the videos or checked that out, it looks really good. And they do some really unique concepts too. Oh, yes. They do great stories. There's one that's called Dark Ride, and the premise is you're mm. in an abandoned Dark Ride attraction, and that was a returning one, but I loved they really lean into kind of like their origin story. I mean, this started in the seventies. So yeah, so much like material to tap into. Uh, it's an amazing event. If you can go, don't neglect going to Knott's Berry Farm. It is just so full of history, but also amazing rides. Um, yeah. For anyone that hasn't visited, if you, even if they're not doing this event, Knott's Berry's Farm was really good. I only visited once we were going to Disneyland and we had the extra day and we're like, we've got to check this out. And I was very, very impressed with the park. And it's not far from Disneyland. So if you're already there, I mean, you're 15 minutes. Absolutely. It's like literally 10 minutes. I was staying at the Knott's Berry Farm Hotel and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to just lift to Disneyland for a little bit. Yeah. Popped over to the park. It's so easy and, you know, people don't realize it, but it is an amazing park. And then after that, I went to uh, California's Great America, which is up mm -hmm. in San Jose, California, about an hour south of San Francisco. And they did something different this year. They usually did a haunt event, but for the first time ever, they introduced a family-friendly Halloween event called Tricks mm. and Treats. It was really well done. So I went to the first two nights of that, and it, I was really, really impressed. They had incredible entertainment, really good food. I had these amazing barilla tacos, which I'm sure you've had oh. in Sounds the sauce. Yes, uh, it was amazing. So a very family-friendly park, very clean. I don't know. Have you ever been there? That was my first time. I have not been to that park, no. Yeah, so it's owned by the Cedar Fair folks. Very great park, well-done event. So kudos. If you're ever up in San Francisco or San Jose, pop on down because it's really not far, and it is such a lovely <laughs> little park. And they have a single-rail steel roller coaster, which is crazy. I want to do one so bad. Oh. It was so good. I, when I'm waiting, there was no line. So I got there super early and you see this, you know, the tram come into the station. It just looks so weird to see. Yeah. And you get in and it's almost like Hagrid's ish, but it's still a normal cart, but you feel more like, you know, you can feel it in your hips, the way you're sitting yeah. kind of weird. It was great. It was very smooth. I was expecting it maybe to be kind of jerky, but and is it single rider as well? I feel like most of the ones I've seen have been yeah. like back to back. Yeah. Okay. It just looks so weird because your mind is so trained to seeing the two people. It was great. And it had the first drop was straight down. I was like, I have to go front row. Did front oh, of row. Course. It was awesome. 
so it's a really cool park. Uh, it's been around forever. If you make it out there, definitely check it out. Good. Okay. Sounds like we've got some great recommendations. Yeah. So spooky season is in full swing. I know we've done so many things and it keeps winding up. So I'm excited to, you know, keep it going because we're not even in October yet. No. Yeah. There's still a lot more to come. Okay. So without any further ado, let's get into the news. Okay, so we are now heading to the West Coast, and we are going to talk about Oogie Boogie Bash. So yes. it's not exactly something that happens in the park. Uh, this is going to be a special kind of behind-the-scenes glimpse taking place on October 9th, so just in a few short weeks. And this is going to be brought to you by Disney Imagineers and live entertainment team members. So if you are a fan of the event, which it is an amazing, very well-done event. I want to go. Yeah, it's it's so good. I loved it this year, loved it that last year. So they're actually going to have kind of a moderated conversation. It's going to be hosted by Disney Coast to Coast podcast host and also a member of the attractions team, Jeff. And he's going to be joined by creator and show director Jordan Peterson, media and lighting director, the show's producer. And they're going to give you kind of a behind-the-scenes look into the design and uh, creation process and just kind of how they transform Disney California Venture into, you know, this after hours event. And then after the panel discussion, there will be a screening of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. So this sounds pretty fun. That's, I mean, if you're already a super fan of the event, which after I saw photos and videos from the first year's event and then this year's, I, I was really jealous. Yeah. It looks like an incredible Halloween event. And then to go on top of this, I mean, anytime there's so many Disney fans that just want to hear from the entertainment teams mm -hmm. and the Imagineering teams. So to get all of that wrapped up into one, I mean, that's, that's a cool, complete package. Right. I mean, this is kind of like a little D23-ish, you know, you have to, to really meet these people that are behind the event. And the Oogie Boogie is wonderful. It's really, it's family friendly, but it's also really adults. You know, you have a lot of the cocktails and I went D23 night, I guess it was a week or so ago. And you know what? It's, so many everyone dresses up which is really cool yeah, it's, that does help that makes it better yes it's so much fun i got dressed up there were so many sanderson sisters mm. <laughs> everywhere you turn there was groups of it and these costumes are amazing and of course you get unlimited candy and you could see some really rare characters so as it should be yes if you and are the thing i highlighted here the 30 dollars. yes I mean, that's 30 bucks <laughs> Right, exactly. Compared to a D23, which is like $199. So yes, this is a really good value. And it's taking place just seven miles from D Disneyland at Frida Cinema. This is going to be October 9th at 3 p.m. And so there's only this is only one time. So there's just a limited number of tickets. So if you want to get in, you get the panel, the movie screening, there's going to be some gifts, and it's only 30 bucks. Yeah. So if you're into that, Highly recommend. Okay, now we are moving a little north and also east to talk about Universal Studios Florida and Universal Studios Hollywood, who have introduced an NFT collecting experience yes. that was designed to enhance Halloween Horror Nights at both parks. I 
I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I don't really know how it necessarily enhances the experience. Right. I did do it. I've done it for the one here in Florida. Um, right. I have been to all the Florida houses, so I did scan them all, but I don't know if I'll make it over to Hollywood. So if people can like send some photos or through the article, you know, there's, we talk about them and there's some extras in there, but I don't know. Like a lot of people were getting big into NFTs just solely because you could buy and sell them and make money uh, and do stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm so confused. I, I, I don't really know what the point is. I don't know what the point is. I don't know when I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights, which costs so much to get in. I don't really want to be on my phone doing this. I don't know. Yeah. There's so much to experience. Uh, did you get the rewards special gold NFT? So you get a special one when you get both parks. If you get all of Orlando's and Hollywood's. So the one I have on the screen now is like an example of some of those ones that'll show up. That's I got some of those. And I mean, they pop up. I, I don't really know what the purpose is, you can save them to your phone, which I also feel like is the opposite point of an NFT, but you can save them to your phone. So if for some reason, uh, cause they kind of pop up like gifts, you could send them to your friends, I guess, if they're like, what house are you at? And instead of texting them, I'm at the bug house, you could just send them the bug house NFT. I don't really know. Um, but for people that like them or just want to say they collected art. Yes, I guess if that's your thing, do it uh i am confused yeah. i <laughs> i would it's, try it's free it's free okay so that's fun so just think of it as an interactive activity that is free. it might even be nice even if you don't look at it as like an nft section it could even just be because some people there's a lot of houses at both coasts you might just forget what house you did because sometimes i go through the app and i will put the hearts on the houses i still have to do left as my favorite so I'll be like okay i did that one i did this one so this could be your way of being like, okay, we did do this house and here's our whatever. So that could be your. So it's like your virtual yeah. passport. So yeah. you're like stamping. Okay. Okay. Well, so you could be stamping house. in between each house. I, I mean, that would be one of the ways I guess you could show off, show off that you did it. So. Well, I am kind of now mad that I didn't do it. I guess I just <laughs> had no interest in it, but I could have got my special gold medallion. Yeah. Could have had your stamp, your virtual well, stamp. <laughs> well, if you are interested in trying that out, you could do it at both Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. Mm -hmm. So we are now still talking about Universal, but this is for Universal Studios Florida. Just this past weekend, the Universal Orlando Entertainment team has debuted an all-new show. And this looks really cool. They're describing it as mm -hmm. a high-energy Latin dance experience, and it's taking place in the streets of the Parks New York neighborhood, and it's called Vamos Bayo. Hopefully I said that right, but it means let's go dance it. And it combines a retro look with modern music flair. Did you get a chance to see this? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm definitely checking it out. And I think from Universal's perspective, it's almost wild that they are already kind of at their peak right now with entertainment for how many performers they need for Horror Nights. And they were like, you know what? Let's just throw in another show just for the heck of it. And it, right. uh, I, the video clip that I watched, the picture I've seen, it looks really nice, looks really well done. It's very, very high energy. Uh, and it's just a fun dance party in the middle of the street, which is great. I mean, that's always a fan, a popular with fans. Right. And I also, uh, I saw some people talking on social media that this is one of the first theme park shows that some of the dance couples are same sex. So yes. I thought that was very interesting. Yep. They're not really talking about it. Obviously, why should they? It's whatever, you know. Uh, so that's exciting. 
Yes, kind of they, that was, I mean, I feel like, yes, for a lot of the times, Disney's big thing that they kept pushing is their inclusion key, and they really advertise it whenever they do anything. It seems the Universal just stuck it in because they said, if you want to dance with the same gender, you can. If not, there you go. And I think right. that's, in that sense, that could be popular with people because there isn't a billboard out there going, look at it, look what we did. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, you could talk the talk, but do you walk the walk? Or yes. do you dance the dance? Do you dance the dance, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is happening now. Again, it's at Universal Studios Florida in the New York neighborhood. I think they have Time's Up now, I saw. So definitely check it out. It's like as if they didn't already do enough in the streets. This is amazing, especially, like you said, comparing to Disney. We are seeing so much of that street atmosphere get taken away. Mm -hmm. And this is really what brings the parks to life and also just sets the standard and sets them apart of the many other theme parks that these are the little details that are so fun. You can, you know, grab a drink at Finnegan, sit outside, watch these shows, watch the Blues Brothers. And that's what makes these parks immersive and special, I think. I think that's what has gotten me a lot of respect for Universal in the past couple mm -hmm. of years because the pandemic happened. Everyone had to accommodate or change for that. And we understand that. But right they came out of it and they just decided, well, let's test this. Does it work? No, that's okay. What if we test this? Well, what if we test this? And pre Horror Nights, because I know when Horror Nights happens, they kind of focus a little bit more stuff at night. But if you went in the middle of summer at like 10 a.m. in the morning, you could not walk through a land without some show happening, some character walking around, or just everything. There was something happening everywhere. It really, really made the park come alive, which I think just makes such a difference. Right. No, I agree. I mean, they've done so much, even like the DreamWorks character dance party. Yeah. There's so many opportunities to interact. And like, that's what makes these visits special. So I love live entertainment. It's so mm -hmm. exciting when it returns and it's extra exciting when they introduce something new. Yeah. So continuing on still at Universal Orlando. A lot of Universal. Yes, <laughs> that's okay. I, I love Universal. I love Universal Orlando. So I will talk about it all day long. Uh, Harbor Nights La Dolce Vita is returning, and this takes place at Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel, just a couple of minute walk from the park. And this is their big food and wine event, and it's going to return on October 21st. So this is taking place in the harbor. If you've ever walked there, it is so beautiful. You really do think that you're in Italy, in Portofino. Mm -hmm. This is an adults-only event, and it, they have really beautiful twinkling lights. You're in the piazza, and then you're going to be sipping on delicious Italian wine and food from the hotel's many restaurants. So I'm excited about – I haven't been to one of these, but I've been trying to. It's just they only take place one night, and it's usually yeah. in the spring and in the fall, and my dates have in the line. But – some of the incredible food includes dishes from Mama Della's, which is very popular Italian restaurant, mm -hmm. the resort, and then also Bice, which is my one of my favorite restaurants at Universal Orlando. It's actually an outpost of a restaurant from Milan, Italy, and their food is incredible. It's all handmade pastas. And some of the dishes you can eat are, you know, ricotta cheese filled cannellini, there's salted caramel gelato, there's a polenta bar which sounds really yes. cool. <laughs> I'm getting um, hungry. <laughs> yes, too. Uh, there's just a lot of amazing dishes and they're going to have all sorts of wines, whether you like red, white, rosé, sparkling. And again, this is happening at the Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel 
on October 21st. And it's actually pretty impressive. Every time I see the pricing for this event, I'm always a little shocked because it, it does include all your food and drinks. And it's only $79. Yes. It's, wild. it's weird in a good way, but it is weird. Yes. It's weird in the best possible way. And I'm just like, I, that's such a deal when you consider if you go to Epcot food and wine, I drop like a hundred dollars on like Easily. five dishes and I'm like, uh, yeah. okay. So this, you're getting amazing food and it, it's almost like you're going to a wedding because you're all sitting outside along the harbor, you have the lights, there's also live performers. So yeah. I feel like the value of this experience, especially for that, and they even have a VIP ticket, which is only 109, and you have your own private wine section and even more food handed out to you. So I'm like, this is a great deal. And for anyone that's watching that hasn't been to this hotel, I don't know if we're like technically supposed to recommend this, but even if you're not staying at the hotel, if you just go to CityWalk, you can just take a boat there to go and see it, which I think is the best way to do it. Because when you turn that corner and you're on your boat and you just turn to the bay, I it blew my mind. The hotel is stupidly gorgeous. You can walk around there. I actually helped one of my friends set up their engagement at that hotel because he was like, his now fiance, they were, she's in love with Italy, but he's like, well, we're not going to Italy. And I was like, well, I have the next closest thing that you can find that won't be as like chaotic as, you know, doing it in World Showcase at Epcot. And it, it's such a beautiful place. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a great idea. And again, it really does look like it. I'm sure if they did photos, they, people probably couldn't even oh, they could fake it. Everywhere. Uh, my favorite thing is because it's just a few minute walk past Hard Rock. So whether you take the boat or walk, I love going to uh, Sal's Market, which is right mm -hmm. there on the harbor. And they have like little bottles of wine, you know, like airplane bottles. And I will grab a bottle of wine. And then there's all these really nice like tables alongside the water and I'll just sit there and relax. And this is like, if you're at the park all day, it is a 15 minute walk max. I walk kind of fast. I probably get there in 10, sit there, enjoy, relax. And it is so quiet during the day too, because everyone's yes. at the park. It is just magical. It is a top notch hotel. So if you want to get a good taste of what to expect there, you can purchase tickets now for the event. You can. So our final news in the queue, uh, Columbia Pictures Aquaverse is coming to Thailand. And this will be the world's first fully branded Columbia Pictures movie theme park. And it's opening on October 11th. So very, very soon. It is about two hours from Bangkok. And some of the attractions will celebrate popular movies like Ghostbusters, Jumanji, Zombieland, Hotel Transylvania, and there's going to be, they're promising a bunch of different theme zones, and it's going to be a combination of water and land-based attractions with live shows, immersive entertainment. There's some crazy looking mega wave pool. I don't know if you there's saw There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, all these parks over there, it makes me so jealous. You know, I'm happy that the borders are now opening to Japan for us, but now I'm just yeah. itching to go over there because they're just doing kind of incredible things in the theme park landscape. Yeah, that's the, the perk of some of these uh, overseas countries is some of them have never had any of these parks or any mega, mega parks. And so now everything over there, everything is brand new and everything they're willing to gamble with because they're the first person in their area or they're willing to try out something that we might not necessarily gamble on here because we kind of have our tried and true ways. Uh, but the, yeah, like this one that I have on the screen now, I just, you know, watch a little movie 
sitting in your little wave pool. I mean, that sounds great. No, that looks amazing. And then also in the uh, Jumanji zone, there is a ride called Viper, which is a high-speed raft. And you're going to be thrown into the game of Jungle Stampede. And there's Total Darkness, which is always a little scary when you're on water attractions. Uh, so yeah. that seems like it could be pretty thrilling. And then uh, the Hotel Transylvania Zone, you can go meet the movie monsters. They're going to do like meet and greets. And there's also nine slides. So... There's a lot going on. It looks really, really cool. Uh, and again, it's opening October 11th, which is very, very soon. And book I know. Your flights. Yes, <laughs> book your flights. If we're allowed right to go now. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we can yet. No, we can go to Japan. So I'm already looking to go to Tokyo Disneyland because oh, it's been so long. <laughs> uh, so we have more information on our site that is Columbia Pictures Aquaverse. Mm -hmm. So. We have everything covered for the news in the queue, but before we get to this week's main attraction, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! Okay, so go. this week's main attraction, I feel like, has been years in the making. Years. Too many years. Too many years. So... Magic Man Plus is finally debuting at Disneyland this fall. Yes, that is the same Magic Man Plus that launched at Walt Disney World earlier this summer. And now the wearable technology will finally be available on the West Coast, but they haven't announced a specific date. So we're still waiting on that, but basically it's going to have a lot of the same, you know, features and convenience that Magic Band Plus has, like that hands-free entry. You can enter your lightning lane. You can also link your Disney photo pass photos. The one thing you can do, though, which is interesting, is you can't uh, access your folio or enter your Disneyland Resort Hotel. So you'll still have to rely on the main Disneyland app for that. But uh, it'll also work with, you know, experiences in the park. I know they've already mentioned World of Color, Fantasmic, and then other select nighttime shows in Disneyland Park. We're not sure what that is, but hopefully some holiday stuff they'll have involved. And that's going to, you know, take advantage of those color-changing LED lights the gesture recognition, and also the vibrations. And then also, you'll be able to participate in Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters. So that's the same thing that we have at Walt Disney World, and your Magic Band Plus will now work for that in Disneyland. So are you a Magic Band Plus advocate? Do you love it? So I have, I have like seven or eight of the other magic band like the original the magic band ones and twos because i love that they would make color and do stuff on like the touch points but when the pandemic happened and they added it to your phone i just stopped bringing them because a you sometimes worry about them on your wrist and b i just like the idea to walk in and just slap my phone and i'm done because they've got so much on there um maybe i have not bought a magic band plus 
Same. And I honestly have no desire. Uh, I think the way it's kind of an injustice to call it a magic band plus, because it implies that your entire family needs it. And I think if I was bringing my family a four say, and we all bought that, which would be expensive. It's over a hundred dollars. And mm -hmm. really all you're getting is some interaction and maybe with, you know, the fab 50 statues, I would kind of be a little bummed. Uh, like you said, I use my phone or I use just even my old magic band. If I remember to bring yeah. them in my bag to get into the park. So all these extra features, which I know they're going to have some more rolling out. Maybe your family just needs one and maybe it's probably best for like a kid. I yeah, I agree. I mean, I think for kids, it could be right. really good. And some of their games um, that you can do with it, like the Batu bounty hunters, I know that that one is popular. Uh, but then, like we had said earlier, do you want to be on your phone the entire time you're there? No. You know, because like the Baltimore Bounty Hunters, it's not entirely on your phone, but it is primarily on there. I mean, right. your, your Magic Band Plus will do some stuff, but it will not. It's not like it's going to tell you go left or right. You're going to need your phone to really decipher that stuff. Right. Yeah. And it's especially with this Disneyland one, like you can't even go get into your room with it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be spending over 30 bucks for something I would like to maybe have all the basic features that yeah. would work in it. But again, you know, like if this is something you're excited about, you know, having your wrist sync up with a nighttime show, I get it. But I guess it's really hard for me to suggest an entire family purchasing it. Yeah. You know? They years and years ago when they did glow with the show, um, I think it had the same benefits and negatives that this one has. Cause the glow with the show ears were actually really cool. And if you got a big crowd right. to do it, it was really cool. But if you're the one that paid for it and you're wearing it, it doesn't really help you. This one kind of fixes that problem where like you can look at it, but like if I have world of color going in front of me, I'm not gonna do this. You know, I mean, no. right. again, some kids might like, I think you're right. If you had like a family and there was two kids or, even better if you had like a really young kid that they would just be mesmerized by this lights and you can walk around and they just enjoy it then that might be the best thing for them um yeah, it's, it's just so hard and again like we're talking about devices this also has to be charged so that means yes. if you have a family of four you're getting home at night so now you're remembering to charge your phones your ipad if your kid brings an ipad whatever other devices you have plus the band because we're seeing that you do need to charge it every day if you're taking advantage of all of the features mm -hmm. that it includes. So it's just kind of another thing to remember. And I'm not sure if I want to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, there's obviously there's going to be a big group of people and that's that this is, you know, the next thing we, I mean, that's always gonna happen with the magic bands, but I do think it's really funny in the park that your average guest does not know the difference between a ticket, a magic band, and a magic band plus. And it cracks me up to just see someone with a regular magic band in front of Mickey. Like it just <laughs> did it a second ago. I swear. I don't know. And they'll do all this. And then you're like, mm, it's okay. It'll work in a minute. Wait till somebody uh, else shows up. Right. Exactly. I was gonna say, just stand in the area and I'm sure someone else will roll up next and do it. And it's interesting in the fine print, you know, Disney has already, Disneyland has already launched the site for this. You can use, if you already bought a Magic Band Plus at Walt Disney World, as long as it's linked also to your Disneyland account, theoretically, you should be able to use it. So the same one that you purchased, you should be able to use it on both coasts. 
I'm not sure if you're going to have to kind of log it out of your Walt Disney World account and then log into Disneyland, but theoretically, you're supposed to be able to use it on both coasts. So if you already purchased the Disney World one, you know. And I, I kind of feel like from a consumer perspective, it better work on both coasts. So you're buying well, a Disney okay. Magic and Plus. You didn't buy a Walt Disney World armband. You're buying a, you know. If Great. it's the same technology, if it's doing the same stuff, I understand over in Disneyland, they're not going to have the 50th statues and they're probably going to have something that we won't have, but it should work on both coasts. I feel like they, they should make sure it works on both coasts. Yeah. So in theory, we will wait till whatever in fall that yeah. this happens to see. Uh, but basically, yes, uh, Magic Man Plus is coming to Disneyland. The features will vary from Walt Disney World. A lot of them are the same, but we'll keep you posted to see, you know, when we get some more information on this. So hopefully soon. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go, we want to thank our sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. And once again, just remind everyone, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or leave a rating on Spotify. It takes two seconds. It's really easy to access on your phone because that really helps. And then more people will get to tune in. Uh, so, yes, if you want to find more coverage from us and Attraction Magazine on the interweb, where can they find you? Uh, it's very easy. So Theron White that I've got right uh, there, right here, just put an at symbol in front of it for quite literally everything. It's the helpful part of having an odd name. I, my usernames are very, very easy. It's definitely an actor-like name. Yeah, oh, thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, and if you want to follow more with Attractions Magazine, you can go to attractionsmagazine.com, at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, and then we are also on YouTube, and then at Attractions on TikTok. And I am on Twitter at Carly Caramata, and Instagram at Adventures by Carly. Uh, so until next week, I hope everyone stays safe, Try something new, but most importantly, have, have fun. Yes, we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks Bye. for joining. Mm -hmm.